You are listening to the Techie Leadership Show with Bogdan and Andrei. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Techie Leadership Show. Today as guest we have Dan Kobeanu. He graduated economics at University Alexandrian Kuza in Yash and has a master's degree in banking and stock exchange from the same university. He is a serial entrepreneur focused on developing tech services, which makes his and his customers' life easier. In his words, quote, for each of my projects or businesses, the problem of solving aspect that improves the quality of life is a must, end quote. Please let me know. <laughs> Reading too much. Yeah. <laughs> hi, Dan. Hi. And welcome to hi. the show. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. <laughs> well, Dan, he wanted to add more, but the, <laughs> the written material finished. So if you can add more about yourself, go for yeah. it. Well, uh, it's pretty, it's, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty much the, it covers. I'm, as, uh, as uh, you already said, I'm focused on solving problems. It's like my, my hobby is trying to, to see the problem, to understand it. And uh, by understand it means uh, actually deep diving in it, because usually we hear something, okay, that's a problem. We already have the solution. We, we didn't even thought <laughs> about it so much, but we are so used to have all the answers that we just give the, the easiest solution and I think that most of the times the easiest solution is not the solution, actually. Oh yes, so, usually it's not. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, this is my uh, let's say uh, my hobby, uh, business related, and uh, pretty much uh, this is what happened in my previous business because uh, Andre, I know you've been to to Texylvania, you've participated. Yes. And uh, there I already told a little bit about it. So uh, I recently, uh, at the end of 2018, I had an exit from uh, Roviniete.ro, which is more or less, but actually more than, rather than less, the biggest uh, online reseller of Rotex in Romania. And uh, and, uh, after that, I took, let's say, a little bit of time to, to... to clear my clear my mind and understand the the stage I mean and the possibilities uh, I can reach from this point uh, further. And uh, now uh, we are working at a, a new project. We are working at Paypact. It's a it's a new startup. And this is kind of it about I'm me. Being for, modest. Yeah. You're really modest, like in your presentation and even here, you're modest. So. That's plenty enough, don't yes, worry. That's plenty enough and <laughs> you're, many would like to be in your shoes oh, yeah. for such a successful exit and now the project that you're building, it's something I am excited about and I had the unfortunate experience of uh, ha- being in a road crash and having to get the money and it was like nightmare to yeah. get it. Now it's a, it's a lottery now, you either are in luck or not. Uh, yeah, that that would actually be be very good. My experience was was more to the kind of okay, now bend over and bend over again. So <laughs> bad memories, <laughs> exactly. Very bad memories. I'm sorry for your experience, and uh, we hope to we hope to help uh, customers to not reach or not to have those uh, experience anymore, because I think that uh, well. 
if you are looking at the banking sector now uh, in Romania, you have, I believe, up to 100,000 euros that are protected by the yes. state. Yes. So if you have up to 100,000 euro in your bank account, you are fully protected as much as a state can do. But we assume that it's 100 <laughs> percent. OK, but in insurance, uh, things don't feel the same and people don't get the same impression because uh, you're paying 200 lei to be insured in case of an accident. Not you, but actually when you're when we're referring to MTPL policies or RCA, how, uh, yes. how it is the term in Romania, we're paying 200, 300, 400 lei and when an accident happens, the insurance companies have to pay like thousands of euros and uh, well, <laughs> the attitude is more or less uh, from in, in some of the cases like, oh, okay, this is the small, it's a very small, it's a very cheap policy. Well, it is what it is. The obligations are the same, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to look at, uh, at the price. You have to look at the obligations and what the law says in this uh, respect. But anyway, I think we are, uh, we are, we are going there because uh, we are going, let's say, near our, uh, near our neighbors, European neighbors, by at least, God. by at least increasing our, uh, our uh, payments. And by payments, I mean uh, our, uh, the, the, how expensive is, a, is an insurance. You know that first, we are always like this. We first get with the prices in EU, and then we get with the services. Yes, <laughs> yes. And that's unfortunate. Yeah, unfortunate but, but true. At least, at least it looks like uh, it's a, it's a, it's a first sign. You know, it, it's not the best, but it's a sign. So <laughs> yes. let's say that we're reaching with the prices, and then maybe yeah. with the services also. Well, we are, and for anyone listening to this and uh, who has doubts, uh, just know that uh, this week. Romania has been uh, fully acknowledged as an emerging market and then afterwards was also uh, recognized as an emergent marketplace on the stock exchange, which opens up Romania for great, great opportunities. Lots of very successful businesses weren't allowed to do business on the Romanian stock exchange simply because it was considered uh, inferior or too high of a risk. But now... Yeah, they it was a risk label, but now yeah. it should be better. Now it's better. So let the cash flow in. Let the cash flow in. <laughs> God help us and protect us <laughs> by the cash flow. Not to <laughs> Speaking uh, like a true investor. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I'm curious about your leadership stories. So let's get to it. Okay. What is the biggest leadership success story you witnessed personally? Okay, uh, well, I, I thought about it and uh, I, I, I was hoping to come with a, like a great, great story. But uh, <laughs> it seems that uh, great stories are made of actually very usual small stories. And my, yes. <laughs> my leadership success is related to that because um, let me give you a little bit of context. We are based in Cluj, in Cluj-Napoca, uh, as uh, I heard the Silicon Valley of Romania, and not only, you know. And here <laughs> it's very difficult to keep your uh, employees. I mean, it was up till uh, uh, up till uh, pandemic, up 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 till COVID hit us, you know. But now it's a little bit easier, but not so much. So if you are looking at 2014, 2015. 
all the big names or a lot of big names came here and uh, not only the tech side was a problem that you couldn't find the people to hire software developers or I don't know anything related to technology but also the the office people I mean like office managers doesn't matter because uh, Bombardier is here Deloitte <laughs> everybody you know it's like it's like oh. it's like crazy Bosch uh, Nokia was here so all the all the big names are or were here in a way or another. So, so what was, did you do? Well, uh, it, it, for uh, in, it, in the beginning, I thought it's only about the extrinsic motivation, so raise the salaries. But what I've noticed is that it helps to be on the market level, but it's not a, it's not a let's say, a decisive factor if you are above. Or put it in other words, people won't stay only if they are paid better than the market. It's not good enough. Okay. Because when you have good people, they're thinking also about the quality of their life. And the quality of their life means 50% of it, the quality of the workplace. Yes, more or less. True. Because when it was a physical presence, not anymore, but when it was <laughs> a physical presence, you had to feel good in the office. And... The idea of feeling good not comes uh, as we could expect from uh, a Google workplace where you have a lot of relaxation spaces and a lot of, uh, I don't know, uh, play areas where you can relax and play. Uh, for our team came from the fact that we could feel as close as possible to a family, but a family that has rules, a family that has an an hierarchy, you know, so it, it is a family, but somewhere where... orderly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, we managed to keep that team for, let's say, let's say 80% of the team, we kept it for more than six years. This, this was the success we, I and my, uh, my partner reached. And uh, it, was, it was a nice feeling to know that you have uh, people that you can count on. And even if they have other possibilities that at the first look seem to be better, you know, better salaries, better work conditions, very nice buildings, big buildings, you know, it, it, <laughs> yeah. it was a, it was a like, uh, it was a like, a, I don't know, striking gold. When you said you were, you got hired by Nokia, it was like, Oh my God, it was like in Romania, <laughs> no, God help us. You know, it's like, so, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, not everybody uh, embraced the corporate, uh, let's say the corporate way of being employed and uh, being treated because it's, it's different and it's, it was something new for us. Some of us liked it, some of us don't, didn't. Yeah, and, it's uh, not for everybody. It's not for everybody. And uh, more and more people are starting to, to quit that, let's say, uh, that environment and corporate companies are trying to adapt in working in smaller groups, working, uh, let's say, agile. To optimize. Yeah, <sighs> being and agile. Create the family, create the family yeah. sentiment, yes. but it's, it's hard in a big corporation to, to have that. Yeah, and and my question is like, what, what proactive steps did you take to foster this family sentiment inside the company? Well, uh, First of all, we uh, uh, 
we we were very close as as uh, as uh, managers but also as uh, owners of the business it was let's say easier for us because we were there all the time 100% if there was a problem we would participate in solving that problem which means a lot for the people that they have the they have the feeling and it is the actual truth that they are not alone if there's a yes. problem okay we have our back is covered and you feel much more secure and much more relaxed that you not all the weight is on your shoulders at the everybody has a word to say you know it, it doesn't matter we, we don't take it to the extreme like talking nonsense but everybody's <laughs> word is important you know and everybody is treated as uh, uh, because from brainstorming or from discussions small even if somebody says a small thing or a, a not so true thing in the at the end of the day uh, somebody else can came up with oh wow aha moment what if we do it yeah. like this you know and and even if you you know you're uh, are saying so much about brainstorming but i know very few companies and managers who truly make brainstorming who truly allow people and uh, by allowing not saying but making okay. feel like okay i can really say whatever comes through my head what comes to my head right now and maybe maybe it's good but nobody will laugh uh, and if it will la if somebody laughs it will be in a proactive way not uh, making me feel uncomfortable you know okay in a friendly way yeah in a friendly way and in a respectful way because a joke is a joke but uh, yes. when when we are the joke then we have a problem in the team exactly. you know yeah. and uh, as romanians we know a lot about bullying you know <laughs> before be, even the word before appeared you know we had we had it in our vocabulary yes. <laughs> we didn't know exactly how it was how to call it you know but we had it, it was like Yeah. state of current status that was the, <laughs> that was the name of bully in our, in our high school uh, current status yeah exactly it also you can also say like it helps us have like a little uh, thicker skin but if you do it too much it's not good so yeah uh, you have to have a balance in everything the intent is also important some of the stuff that might uh, seem like uh, childish or actually or even bullying is sometimes it's just us calling each other out so if you see bad behavior in somebody yeah you're go you're going to call him out okay how are you going to do it you're either going to get mad and do it in a serious tone which might or might not work or you're going to take the more uh, more humorous tone and make fun of the problem and the party that is that the butt end of the jokes uh, Well, either ignore it or face reality and improve. And I've seen improvements in some, I will not name the, the, the <laughs> cities in the country that were the butt end of the jokes for a lot of, <laughs> a lot of years. And I've, uh, not this year, but last year I, I passed and saw some pictures and I was like, really? Is this is it? I was like, this looks great. It's like nice parks. Uh, Uh, investment, clean streets. Yeah, it's small, not a lot of people, but people are civilized. Like lots of changes. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the the interesting thing is that you never. I mean, you can never count on having the same solution every time. Oh, Because no, as no. you as you said, one time it goes like this, but in another time, the next time maybe it's not going to work. And this is why you need to always have 
an open mind. And actually, this is what uh, is the biggest consumer of energy, having an open mind and an open door to, to, to problems and to, to, to solving them. And by problems, I mean situations, because there aren't everyday problems. If you have everyday problems, you have a bigger problem. But there are situations <laughs> that can lead to problems if they are not treated correctly. Yeah, and then if you don't get to know your people, so you know exactly how to work with them, because you cannot use the same approach with each person you have yeah, in a company. You cannot. That's why you need to get to know them and see some people might uh, give their best results if you're pushing them. Others, you have to lead from the front and they follow you. Um, Others, you just have to be by their side to know that you, ha you, you can help them. So it's never, it doesn't, you cannot say like, this is my style, this is, a, I'll apply it. Only if you have the luck and hire basically yeah. the same person <laughs> in all the roles. Which, which, which happens, I mean, it, it, it can happen when you have small teams. And this actually helped us by having, by having a small team. It's, it's always easier with small teams. This is why big guys are coming now to agile teams because <laughs> yes. like, okay, looks like we need to make 100 of those, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you could just clone them, get them yeah. cloned and it will yes. be better, <laughs> easier. Nah, look look at the graph, yeah. Let's split it to 100, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and moving on, like, because we're, we're starting to broach the subject, like what is the biggest leadership failure we had unfortunate experience of witnessing? Well, it's, uh, this is a continuous failure because uh, you, you never, I mean, you, I think you can never say it's solved also. The, it's okay. uh, the fact that when, when people are leaving the team, you, sometimes you don't know the real reason, you know, yes. and this affects not the fact that that guy or that girl went away. It also affects the team after that. Because whatever reason was there, if it's not a personal reason for that person, you know, for the one that left, for sure, it's like a bad apple that will ruin all the apples. Yeah. The reason remains inside the yeah, company. Yeah, yeah. The reason remains there, and not not all the time I've managed to 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 understand or to find out. And I did. I I mean I did find it out, but sometimes too late. And this is mm. what I consider a failure from from my side. Uh, I'm hoping it won't happen, but for sure it will because. We're, we're all working with humans. First of all, we're working with us and sometimes we don't have the capacity or the availability to go so long to actually understand that problem. And uh, we're working with our colleagues. It is fascinating, but uh, it, it, it's also puzzling, you know? And uh, it happens not to have always the right solutions and pe people are leaving. If they are leaving and you understand the problem, Sometimes it's just, a, I mean, nobody will, will receive their pension from only one company. You know, you don't yeah. expect Nowadays, like, yes. Yeah. You don't expect to, to work there and after just go and close your career. But if you are leaving to, for, a bit, for a better reason, I mean, for a better situation, I'm only happy for you. 
But if you're leaving because the situation was not as you expected and it was not so good, I need to improve it in a way or to find out if maybe there also are situations when people don't adapt. Yes, I, I feel your pain perfectly, but at the same time, the problem you just uh, exemplified kind of makes sense in a country where people, and you will you'll probably laugh when you hear this, yeah, no, 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 I'll tell you when I see it, I cannot tell you over the phone. <laughs> okay, so you understand it's it's like this this lack of trust uh, for formal authority. So it's something it's still ingrained. Come on, it's it only it only passed how much like thirty years. Yes, for communism. Some, and some we, things are harder. Yeah, we are. I mean, my generation it's it was touched by communism. I was like uh, seven years, eight, no eight eight years when the revolution happened. So we were touched by this this problem and the lack of trust and the lack the the belief that uh, the neighbor has better opportunities, <laughs> the neighbor has better things, and the neighbor is better than us in a way or another, still affects us. Yeah, and, and that's why, for example, uh, one of the smartest companies uh, that I've seen is it actually encourages and expects like its people to leave. But it always doesn't like the door is open, you can come back. And they consider like a training. You, like you a free training. Them. Yeah, it's yeah. a free training. Get the person, they, there's a certain level, they want to explore other options, say, go. See how it is at bigger corporations, maybe you like it, maybe you don't. But they're always going to get new skills. And if they live like with a really good impression of the company and their experience there, um, they're going to come back when they have when they want to do another change, or they're going to be open for for them to come back. And I thought I thought of it like this: like shift of perception is like we're not losing people; we're actually we're, we're letting them go and grow and get training. Uh, and then later on, who knows? Maybe they're going to come back. Yeah, but for this to to work fully. Um, companies need to implement uh, a programming principle that basically says, uh, in programming it says, leave the code better than you found it. The principle here would be, make sure your employees are better now than when you got them. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So for this sure. way, well, you will pick up the slack for one company, but that company will pick up the slack for you also. So it will be, let us all improve each other because we're not really competing competing against each other. Yeah, we have a limited talent pool and yeah, we all want to tap inside the same talent pool, but basically we're, we're working on a worldwide market, so. Yeah, but I mean, you are right, but I don't, I don't think this, uh, I mean the, let's say the HR people that sometimes decide who gets hired or not are going so deep in that subject I actually have a funny situation. We had a funny, yeah. funny or sure, not so sure. funny. It, it <laughs> was funny, but if you're looking at it from this, yeah, in a painful way, yeah. We had a, we had a situation where uh, three of our, uh, three person from our, two, three, I think three person from our team went to the same company which was huge, won't name it, but was huge, had the office also in Cluj, and they were hiring, and I had to call them 
and tell them, okay, guys, listen, do you want to destabilize us? Or what's the idea? Because I'm hoping you are looking at the people you're hiring and you see that they come from the same company. So I don't think it's a good idea for us to be in a position when, you know, we are more or less damaged by also the way you are hiring because it's not, it's not a clean way to do it. And they also, they, I discovered that they had this in their, let's say, uh, books of not doing. It's a not, do okay. not do that. When you see that people are coming from the same company and you look at the dimension of that company and three or four of them came from a team of 15, you need to stop, you know, because yes. you can damage the, the, the smaller one, which is not your intent as a, as a big company. And also, you don't want uh, small groups to form in your company. If, like, yeah. if you import 15 of them in a group of 20 or 30, You're for wrong. sure you'll have a problem <laughs> with that team, you know, because they will take control as new ones, which also you don't want to happen. So the situation solved only by me calling them. Because otherwise nobody was looking. Where are these guys coming from? <laughs> Okay, how many of them you hiring? You know, like you, you need to take a look in their CV. And uh, when they understood, the problem was like, oh, okay, sorry, we, we, we didn't intend to do that. But whatever I wanted to to go is the they don't they didn't even look. So there, huh. the the HR. I mean, as a leader, you're thinking, okay, we need to do this, we need to do that. But how it comes and how it it's implemented sometimes differs unfortunately and the bigger you are the tougher it is <laughs> yeah. oh yeah when, when when you're when you grow enough that you have internal internal policies turn into politics yeah <laughs> it's like, it's like fortunately for us we didn't reach that le level and uh, we are happy we didn't because in, ti in time give it time yeah let's <laughs> <Slowly>. hope not <laughs> let's hope not <laughs> yeah uh, but if you get like a billion dollars for one of your companies, you're gonna say like, no, I'll, I'll keep it small. <laughs> yeah. Actually, now with a very small team, you can do a lot of a lot of turnover. You know, because as yes. things are getting automized, you you don't have to let's say true. Yeah, grow uh, buildings and grow uh, grow floors of people. True, yeah. but there's a there's a limit how much you can grow because. Yeah. You can't really do an initial public offering with a team of 10 people because nobody's <laughs> going to believe you're, you're that profitable. This guy cracked the code. He can do billions with three people, yeah, all family yeah. members. <laughs> no, no way. I mean, no, no family. Uh, this is the, um, the number one rule. No family in the, yeah. in the business. Yeah. Why? Why number one rule? Why not family in business? Well, because you either start as co-founders, and here I mean uh, brother or uh, wife or no matter, and you are co-founders, so you are on the same level, but no employees is what I meant. I believe uh, it, it is tough to for us, for Romanians. Maybe outside it's, it's even like uh, sometimes uh, we, we read about stories when they the heir of the uh, company, you know, goes and starts yes. from being the mailman 
and then works up his uh, his role. But in Romania, when you're hiring somebody, if the, if that opinion, as in the as in the state-owned companies, uh, everybody's related. You you can't find somebody that's not related to somebody. You know. And that uh, that strategy is the one of the reasons we didn't develop as we could have, because you can't ask anybody why didn't you do your work or why did somebody will come and say, "Come on, you picked up exactly on my wife, man, exactly, <laughs> father-in-law." From all the people that are not working in this company, <laughs> you picked up exactly on my brother-in-law. And that's how you find out that nobody's working in the yeah, company. Exactly. <laughs> It's like, please tell me more, and you start writing. Yeah, so uh, so it's not a good idea. Actually, I don't I don't think we are uh, we are in that uh, moment in time where we can hire family as employees. No, as co-founder, as co-founders, I don't see uh, a problem because you are you're having the same objective, in a way or another. You are uh, you are let's say uh, okay because you started this together, so it's normal. Even if it's a friend, even if it's family, even if I don't know how it happens to be your co-founder, but you need to have the same objective. So I don't see here a problem. But being an employee, an employer. I think is yeah, still a it problem. Changes. Yeah, it yeah, changes. And I think I think for us it's still a problem. Maybe in other yeah. environments, in other countries, perhaps. You need to there, everywhere around the world. You have this problem if you don't have if you don't set boundaries. And I was surprised because we had like um, another guest on our show that he actually went and and in business with his father and bought the business from his father, uh, and basically. Um, His mother sat his father and him down and said, like, when you're at home, you're father and son. When you're at work, you are different person, you're individuals, and you will address yourself with respect and use Mr. and all, all this. Um, and if you want the business, basically, he said, like, you will have to buy it because you also have other siblings from your father and work it up. So it was everything fair, and the, the family unit was still intact, and it didn't create, like, tensions working together for, for, for the family. Kind of like split personality. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is tough. Oh, Which yeah. Tough. It's, it's oh, super yeah. tough. It's, it's difficult. It's difficult. We expect people to not bring their work home with them or their uh, home to work with them. But, you know, man, even in a perfect world, that would be hard. Yeah. And since we're philosophizing. For entrepreneurs, it's tough for not to bring the work to home to work to home and for employees sometimes i mean generally it's tough or not to bring home to work you know yeah. it's uh, yeah. i think it's mostly it, it goes to to this but now i'm uh, i mean uh, the fact of what i'm happy about is that this line between employees and founders and co-founders and shareholders is more or more or less thinner with startups and with uh, the ecosystem now and uh, this is a very very nice thing because i i mean i've always wanted to for for the people i work with to have the same interest and to have the same let's say uh, 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 the same 
emotion about uh, and passion about uh, the subject as I have. And uh, the startup environment actually offers that. You can start as an employee in a very small company and you can end up being an important, uh, an important shareholder and why not being the one that's decisive in that, in that company. So yeah. I think it's a great opportunity for, for, for people. Doesn't matter very young or, I don't know, my age. Uh, it's, it's still it's, young it's still <laughs> almost close to young yeah close to young <laughs> but i think it's it's very nice and if we adapt to this and uh, i see that uh, the ecosystem is growing stronger and stronger i think it will be very very good for us to 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 make this line thinner and not to look from different positions to to look at each of us like the this guy has the potential to solve the problem or a problem. If you don't look at it like this and you look, okay, so this one is just a PC operator. Okay, don't keep it. Bring somebody else that maybe oh, God, you, no. you, you understand, yeah. <laughs> you understand yeah. that has a greater potential and can help you because otherwise you just bring UI path and he will put the data in, you know? <laughs> <Don't have it. laughs> oh. Uh, it's not good for everybody. And speaking of which, because we're sharing more uh, ideas on the on the topic, what is your leadership philosophy? Well, philosophy is not my best part. But <laughs> when you are talking about leadership, well, I think I'm more in the democratic zone. I mean, I believe that everybody everybody has a has a role to play. And everybody can have a place at the table. We write together, you know, we are, we are celebrating success together, but also we share the responsibility together. And uh, I think I also have a touch of uh, the transformational side, the transformational leadership, because you need to keep the team motivated and keep the team challenged in order to, to evolve, for the business to evolve. And actually, I read an interesting thing that uh, you, you, you can keep your motivation at the right level, and we're talking about uh, intrinsic motivation. Extrinsic, yes. it's, it's easy, yeah? You can <laughs> keep the intrinsic motivation at the right level if the level of challenge is also a little bit slightly bigger than the, than the level of skills. You know, and, you, and that... Because if it's too big, the challenge is too big, then it's anxiety. Your people are getting afraid that they can't do this, they don't have a solution, so they are in blind. And if it's too low, the challenge is too low, then they feel bored, like, oh, this is simple. It's not okay, I'm doing too simple. So you also <laughs> need to, to fine-tune this, uh, this uh, equation that has uh, on one side the challenge, on the other side the skills. And the skills need to evolve also, the challenges also, need to evolve and to keep the team motivated and this goes to to actually this pro, this uh, fuels the business and fuels the fuels the product you are uh, you are developing if we're speaking about developing product. and this goes back to always being close to your people and knowing exactly what is going on yeah, with them because you don't know if yeah. the, the what the level how they're progressing when you need to to raise the bar a little more uh, and, and people really appreciate if they see that their leaders care enough 
to spend time with them, form a relationship, uh, help them out. So, I, I, also, I also wanted to add one thing because it's, uh, we, we used this term leader a lot of times. And for me, it's uh, not something that I'm, let's say, comfortable with because, you know, you need to wear the leader's hat. But in, in certain situations, but you need yes. to be able to uh, give it to somebody else in certain situations because you Good. see teams, people that are, are, want to take the leader, the, the, the leader role and it's good to encourage them because you are not useful for the team if you only have the leader head but you don't have the leader approach, you know, and, uh, and don't bring added value because we are always looking at teams like bring us added value, bring us more, bring us more of this, more of that. Okay, what are you going to do for that team as the leader? You call yourself the leader. Why? Because you have the CEO on their business card or I don't know, whatever uh, role you are, uh, you are playing there and you became the leader of that group or because you are bringing them what they need. Yeah, and what they need can dif differs from a situation to another, but you need to earn, even if you are appointed as leader, you need every day to earn that uh, that uh, uh, that role, you know, because otherwise, it, it also it's a little bit like uh, where I'm looking like strategic leadership. It everybody has a place, you know, in a yes. team. Everybody has a place, and to maximize the productivity, everybody needs to understand that place, because you are as strong as the weakest link, right? I mean, yes. no matter how you look at it, you are as strong as the weakest link. So if, if somebody doesn't, doesn't uh, belong in a place or is not as productive in that place or in another, it's your responsibility to see, to understand, and to actually to take action. So you are a leader. I mean, leader is, for us, a leader like, okay, like, God <laughs> went down to earth and saved us. But no, it comes with a lot of responsibility, everyday responsibility, flexibility. And uh, at the end of the day, you need to ask yourself, it, it didn't work, why? Because so, of the team or because of yourself? Really quickly, I want to ask you, because you said like sometimes uh, if you're a leader, if you're a true leader, you also have to be, be able to say like, you're better at this, you lead the situation, I'll follow. You as a founder and your co-founder, did you ever do this like inside your company? Say like, you, you're better at this, you do it, we'll do what you say and basically delegate the, the leadership part of that, of that task to that person and you were following. Did you do it? Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it happened and I can, now I have, a, when we are speaking, I was thinking about an example. Uh, when we are actually, when you are uh, developing uh, new products, Yes. or you are developing a product for yourself. So you hire an outsourcing company that develops that product for your company. If we are speaking about software uh, products, you have a product manager, yes. you establish the vision, yes. what you want from that product, but the product manager, he's the one that is taking the leadership role because you need and you need just to check in and to see what's the situation because there he sure. needs to, to to pull all the strings because otherwise you, you can't be the ceo or the managing partner and thinking about okay how is that product doing 
And if that guy comes and says, okay, this isn't good, and explain why isn't good, you're following. Because for sure, you don't know the situation as good as he knows it. Yeah. If not, it doesn't make sense to get the product manager. Yeah, exactly. Just, if not, just work yourself to the bone. <laughs> exactly. If not, then why did you hire him? You can do it yourself. And it happens in case of a lot, uh, a lot of uh, managers that they are doing, and that was a trap where I also, uh, where I, that I also. Hard learned lesson. Yeah, hard learned lesson, <laughs> and the trap that I was in also. You are doing a lot of micro, micro managing, you know, because you are, uh, from uh, the reasons can be multiple. I don't want to yes. go in there. And for, for people that are just beginning, and because we're talking like the beginning of leadership and everything. What would be your top three leadership tips you have for aspiring leaders? Well, first, I think it's very important to be close, as we said in the beginning. Be close to your people. Respectful, but close. Yeah. Then I think it's very, very, very important, the part with the uh, transparency and speaking always the truth. You, you, can't, you can't get the team on your side if they are not 100% sure that you're speaking the truth and that you're yes. being transparent with them. Because otherwise, if you're not transparent, they cannot share the same motivation. They don't know where they're going. You believe you know, and you're go but it seems that there are different paths, you know, and you, you may have a problem there. And third, that it's, I mean, it's, uh, it's a concept that uh, I'm struggling to... To, to let's say to practice even now but it's very important mm -hmm. for a leader it's is the awkward silence you know the awkward oh, yeah, silence hard. yeah it's hard is that time when you're asked asked a question and as i was speaking in the beginning you're answering just because people expect you to answer and because you think about yourself as you have the all the solution solutions or you're answering because you do really have something to say yeah. and, and it's, uh, it's okay to just I, i've seen this with steve jobs it, it, it is an interview interesting interview like 20 years ago i don't know sometimes when the, somebody mocks him and he's thinking about the answer he's not like just responding with a line just to respond He's being silent from 10 to 15 seconds, and it's like a lot of silence. You think it's, <laughs> it's not much, but when you're on a, on, a, in a, on a stage, it's a lot of silence. And also, there are, there are a lot of great leaders that are doing this. Uh, um, Tesla guy, sorry, Elon Musk. Elon, Elon Musk, you yes. can see him in interviews that he's asked a question, and he's like, okay, pause it. Because he's actually thinking what to say. If you're Elon Musk, even if you're Elon Musk, you don't have all the answers. Yes. Okay, so which what? is normal. Which yes. exactly, which is normal. And you'd rather spend 10, 15 seconds think about the answer. And even if sometimes look like there are a lot, but sometimes look like they're not enough, our brain can do wonders in 15 seconds of silence. And you can and come up with a much smarter <laughs> reaction than just throwing the words. 
And that's why you should also be able to accept the silence when you ask a question and the, the other person doesn't answer right away. Yeah. Let them answer and take as much time. And sometimes you have to wait. And it shows respect and also help the other person to grow by formulating the answer. Because if you're, if you're asking a question and you're answering it, why did you ask it? Exactly. <laughs> to hear your own voice. Just to hear yourself talking, you have done it alone, not having a meeting or being with another person. It's also, I think, ego-related, right? Yeah. Yes. I'm not asking for your opinion. I'm asking for my opinion in a different voice. So you can hear it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and unfortunately, there are a lot of persons that are practicing this, this uh, ego. Yeah, it, ha it happens, and um, then you have people leaving companies, and you find out too late why they're leaving. <laughs> yeah. uh, think, think about it this way. Rather than having people like this that come in your company and undermine your authority, I think it's, it's better that they start their own companies and... Okay, they can do their crazy stuff there and people will choose with their time and their money if they want to be employees there or collaborators there or if they don't. So yeah. again, you have, it's like the benefits of today's society and democracy and the free market is you get enough rope to tie a knot or hang yourself. So <laughs> you have the freedom yeah. to, to pursue good behaviors, bad behaviors. I'm not talking about immoral or, or illegal. That's a whole different topic. I'm talking about behaviors that we don't have a, a clear-cut answer if it's something that is productive or not. Time will tell. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it, it, I think it's something, uh, in a way, even if you don't see it as a good thing in the beginning, I think it, it is always a good thing. It's always a good thing that people have the freedom to act. Oh yes. Oh yes. Sometimes by leaving, some somebody when somebody is actually leaving, it's a good thing, even if you don't feel it like this in that that moment. Because oh, yeah. it always things in the moment because because it's true that people don't leave companies; they leave managers. Uh, so always, even when I was in management position, or I always, if somebody in my team was leaving or leaving the company, always looking like, is this something I did or his direct manager did or where is the situation? And realistically, that's where you have to look. It's not usually the, their colleagues. It's usually management someplace. Yeah. And when sometimes, and, even if they are their colleagues, it's also because of management. Yes, because they tolerated, they should have known exactly. the situation and... Exactly. Solve it somewhere. So because it the, always goes back to the leadership. Yeah, it, it always goes back. Unfortunately, it always goes back. It, there are extreme situations, and uh, but I think uh, the general rule is that people are leaving managers. Yes. Yeah. The general rule. Because the way, you, you, the way the climate is in that company is the way the, 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 liber, the leadership uh, created and nurtured it. Yes. And even if, even if there is a lack of implication, it's always nurtured as a lack of implication because yes. some, yeah. some, someone says like, okay, but I didn't do anything. Exactly. You were proactively exactly. lazy. Exactly. Exactly. You, did, you didn't, you do, didn't anything. do anything. Exactly. Didn't anything. Yeah. And Dan, I'm really curious. What is the book that had the most profound impact on you? 
Well, I thought about it. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, it's, uh, I get that, I get that question. Uh, and uh, I think the most profound effect, effect always has the latest book you read, you know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> so what's the latest book you read? <laughs> if you are lucky, if you're lucky enough to have a good list of books, you know, like, whoa, yeah, that's hard, true. that's super hard. Yeah. Super hard. But uh, before before the book, I would like to say about the the documentary, the social dilemma. Yeah. I hope you guys seen it. Social dilemma. No, on but it's on my list. No, yeah, I you should watch it. Though. It's okay. it's about things that you know, but you when you see it, you be, you become aware of them. You know, it's like we ah okay, we know that Facebook does that, we know that uh, Twitter does that, and Instagram and whoever social networks exist whatever social network exists but when you're watching that this uh, this movie you're like oh my god this, they are actually doing it you know it's, it's, <laughs> it, it is something it is something it's, that you should uh, watch no no uh, no more details no spoilers okay yeah. so i want to check social dilemma out. so it's kind of like uh, what happened with uh, the invention of the uh, photography people in europe knew about the colonials doing very bad stuff in, in in Africa, but when once they, they it, saw the pictures, they were like, "Oh my God, are we like, really doing this? Uh, are we really these type of monsters?" It seems so. Yeah, there is a joke with a with a picture, and it says the first ever uh, uh, photograph uh, machine. You know? Oh yeah. And who took that picture? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, they used a mirror, but still yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still funny, yeah. And the book, and the book, the book is uh, is is not the latest I've read, but it, it actually I liked it a lot. It's unsafe thinking of Jonah Sachs. Unsafe it's, uh, thinking. It's very. What's very, the main takeaway? The the main takeaway I I told you in a way or another earlier is the it's about the motivation and about the fact that we need we always need to push, we always need to push to see the. To, to get out of our comfort zone, you know, and, yes. and it, it shouldn't be a struggle to, to always be out of your comfort zone. It should be seen as an opportunity. There, there is a saying, I don't know who said it, it's like never waste a perfect storm or a good storm. <laughs> because, no. yeah, you need, you'll all, people will always develop much more faster when they are put in new situation and in difficult situation. Only if you look at the pandemic situation that reached, I mean, the, the everything that tech meant and uh, payment adoptions and uh, working remote. Yeah, it's that like, one was huge. They, like five years, you know, at, at least five years we, we would have needed to, to reach that point of uh, remote work because they were there were legends about remote work so, and our, <laughs> legends. Yeah, yeah some people, days we will it, be able exactly. to work from home if exactly. only we, we would have a free and cheap method of communicating at the distance let me check on the internet <laughs> if we have something like that yeah 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 and then facebook said okay nobody in the office until 2022 or something like that you know it's like and everybody said, oh, look, that looks like a good idea. That's possible. Yeah, yeah that's possible. Okay. <laughs> Let's check our VPNs and start working, you know? Because, uh, yeah, so uh, uh, going back to, to the book, so never, uh, never waste a good, a good storm and try to, try to 
reinvent yourself, but not like reinvent from zero or being in a constant effort and uh, uh, an effort that draws away all your energy, but, <laughs> but, but rather being open enough, you know, to always understand the situations. Uh, there is an example with a guy that uh, was organizing protests and to be successful, yes. he always adopted a new strategy. So for him was always so regarding the authorities, regarding the 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 police and everything else. When you are organizing big protests, it's difficult. Yes. So he always had a new strategy, and like most of the Same times was yes. Some some of the times was uh, wasn't a success, but most of the times he succeeded. So if you want to raise your success rate. For sure, you shouldn't learn something and just do that because for sure won't help you. You know, things will evolve. Yeah, and unsafe yeah. thinking. This is kind of the, <laughs> the the idea of not not going in that safe place uh, and uh, actually safe end up spaces. like yeah yeah end up like Nokia or Kodak. You know. Yes, and it's it's not it's stepping out of your comfort. It's not jumping out of your comfort. So. You have to go too much, just a little bit. It's yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And also the 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 idea of uh, keeping that flow of motivation, uh, it's also uh, something that it, you can find in this book. And to see that actual uh, the motivation is very much related to that this balance between skills and challenges and how teams are implementing this. You know, and it's uh, and it's a uh, it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting story. It's more like it's not a it's a book you read with your pen in your hand. You have a lot to work for me. <laughs> Sometimes Thanks. I went back and like, okay, <laughs> I need to I need to absorb that part. But it's interesting. It's, it's non-fiction, but it's interesting. <laughs> oh, and Dan, if people want to find out more about you, where should they go? Well, they can go, uh, my, my LinkedIn, it's pretty much up to date. I mean, it is up to date, but uh, <laughs> I'm more on the doing side rather than speaking about what I'm going to do side, which is uh, these days, I don't know if it's so good uh, because uh, bragging seems to work very good on social networks. You know? um, it turns out that a lot of the time you brag about having results from bragging and then it turns <laughs> out it's it's fake it's yeah. fake news fake news all of it fake it's, so bragging how you said bragging about having results from bragging from bragging <laughs> yes so so yeah i'm uh, I, my 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 data my data and my my informations uh, they are on linkedin and uh, uh I have also their contact if somebody wants to know more about and uh, and it's interested, we can always get in contact and, uh, and talk yeah. about uh, that. I will add the link and uh, please remember if you decide to connect with Don to add a note. Uh, you can actually add a note, hey Don, I heard your episode on Take Leadership, let's connect. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's, that's way less creepy <laughs> than just connecting out of the blue. <laughs> Yeah, and the connecting, I've said, the LinkedIn has this uh, this possibility to to send the, to send a note, and it's very nice when you receive a note. 
Yeah, yes. it's always <laughs> because pleasant. Because otherwise you're like, okay, I've, we've got connected. Okay, what's happening now? Where so do I want this person yeah. from? No, no, but you wanted to connect with me. Why? 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 <laughs> if you want to, to follow me, you can just click follow, you know? You, we don't need to be connected, and it's something that maybe I'm too old for that, you know? <laughs> but why should we be connected if we don't talk to each other? Uh, I mean, we at least at least by the initial message. Yes, that's true. And it's least. a mistake that I did initially, and now I'm, trying, I'm putting message, notes in I everything. always add notes <laughs> yes. nowadays. But I, at the same time, I also connect with... I'm very picky about the people I connect with. So the, the, the benefits of... of as you say, uh, growing older, <laughs> <laughs> growing wiser, eh? growing yes. wiser, yes. Hopefully, yeah. Well, okay. thank you, Donda. Thank it, you so it, much. It was a pleasure, and um, and thank you again. Yes. Thank you, guys. Also, it was an interesting experience. I enjoyed it, and uh, hope we talk soon. <laughs> okay. Bye. Ciao. Bye. 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 That was today's episode. Tune in daily. Rate, like, subscribe and share please. Oh, you can find further info and materials in the show notes on techyleadership.com, including links to the guest book recommendations.